Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Marketing Made Easy from the Get Savvy Club. Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin here. How are you doing today, Anita? Hello, I'm good today. I am better than I was yesterday. I'm slowly getting over my major head injury. Oh yeah, explain to them, explain to them what happened to you. Oh, I haven't found a way to like spin it yet, so um, I'll just say it like it is. <laughs> I ran into a tree. on it. <laughs> ran into a tree. I haven't found a way that makes me look not like a complete idiot. I think I it's want. nice to position it that you managed to go skiing for a whole week yeah. and didn't injure yourself at all, missed all those trees that you probably are hanging out down skiing. Didn't or fall off the edge things. once. Yeah, didn't fall over, nothing. And then you came back, went for your normal run and bashed your head on a tree. A tree that I've run under, oh God, 500 times. I do that run every day. Can't you sue whoever owns the canal? I'm going to, I'm going to take Mark, my husband, with a saw. I'm going to make him saw that branch (laughs) off. I'm going to put it in my little burner. You're not going to sue anyone. So not laughing now, are you? (laughs) It's probably lucky I had a woolly hat on. So I managed to cut my head even with a woolly hat on. But imagine if I (laughs) That's been quite funny to look at. Run, 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 flat on my back. Oh, I wish there was some CCTV of it. Perhaps there is somewhere. It was quite near a couple of boats, but no one came out. I did like Oh, no one supported you. No one came and helped you. And I thought, I'm okay, I'm okay. And I carried on running. I thought, oh, I'm going to have a bit of an egg on my head. And then I thought, what's that dripping down my face? And it's blood dripping all down. I looked horrific. Oh, but yeah, you sent me a picture, didn't you? And I was like, oh, what did you do? looked like someone had attacked her. On, on the run not just you've been for a run with the dog so now i've got a big scab on my front of my head in my hairline and at least um, it stopped though bleeding yeah and my lovely children say oh i can't look at your mum. you make me feel sick <laughs> so that's <laughs> nice supportive kind caring people that you're bringing into the world <laughs> so they keep my feet that. on the ground <laughs> Yeah, you can't ever get above your station with with these kids. Anyway, um, well, Ellie came home from school and she said, "Oh, my friend called you a milf today." And I said, "Oh, what picture did you show him?" And then she, I said, "Not the bloody head one." She went, "Well, I started with that one." <laughs> you can't get any worse. My one Serena said that to me, and I, and I was like, "I've been a milf since two thousand and six, and always will be." She thought she thinks it's a bit weird. She's a bit like it's weird. It is a bit weird. weird, though, isn't it? Yeah, but very. you take what you can get when you're my age. Anyways, um, yeah, so today's episode of Marketing Made Easy, we have got a fantastic guest on. I've I've, um, known of her and the business that she works for for quite a while, actually, and we've been trying to get the main owner on. And then I I kept seeing Abby on the YouTube. I said, actually, why don't we get her on? Um, And so we've we've made it happen. And uh, yes, we've got the Abby Hookway. Well, we'll let you listen to her story a bit more. Let's get into it. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. So I am a property investor. I've been a property investor for about four years now. So I have a um, property portfolio that gives me an income. And as well as that, I train and teach people how to become property investors. How did you get into that then, if you've only been doing it for four years? So I was running a big corporate career. I was a senior manager at BT and I managed 400 people, two contact centers. And I was getting to that point thinking there must be more to life. Yeah. I was working all the time, had little kids. I find it really difficult. Everyone kept saying I must be depressed. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what was wrong with me. Um, so I decided in my, in my wisdom that a career change would be good. Yeah. And I applied for a job to go and work with Paul and Annika Smith, who I didn't know oh. anything about at the time. Uh, to set up and run their estate agency in Doncaster. So I thought... You just saw an advert or... Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, it was just a little advert. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do that. I've always loved property. What is a good property? My husband at the time, I convinced him it was good. I was going to take a huge pay, pay dip, but it was something that I wanted to do and I felt I needed it. Went and met Annika and Paul and they absolutely blew me away as these amazing people. I could not believe where they've got in line. So nice, isn't they? They are, yeah, yeah lovely people. Cute, obviously, multimillionaires, got everything. So I thought, my God, this is the time I'm going to do it. So I started working for them. How brave. Yeah, I went to work with them. And it took me about a year and a half before they convinced me to take the step and do my first property deal because I was so frightened of mortgages, frightened of everything. But yeah, once they convinced yeah. me, I was off then. And what, so what was that first deal? My first deal was actually a rent to rent. It was um, two little apartments in Bakewell in the Peak District. And I negotiated the landlord. Oh, I've been there. It's lovely. Yeah. Been oh, yeah. Is that like Derbyshire yeah. way? Is that Derbyshire? Yeah, yeah. Of so. yeah. They, they've got a festival, haven't they? Bakewell Festival. Yeah. I seem to think. Yeah, and yeah. it's near Chatsworth Hall, which is very famous. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I convinced the landlord to give me it. I would pay them, obviously, rent every month. And I put it live as a holiday let on airbnbbooking.com. And literally within um, two days of me being live, I was booked out for three months. And I could not believe the money in front of me um, I was going to make. And, I, you know, you pinch yourself. I'm like, oh, my God, it's actually work. Because you follow the process. You just, okay, let's see if this happens. And then, yeah, the, the money just comes in. Well, that would give you the bug like nothing else, I imagine. Yeah, and you've got all the doubts and fears. And I thought, okay, I'm not going to do anything crazy. It's just a few months. It'll probably dip in the winter. And it didn't dip. I was like, oh my gosh. So, yeah, so then I um, did more rent-to-rent. I did one in Whitby uh, by the seaside and one in the Lake District. And I thought, right, now's the time. I've got all this money coming in. I'm going to start investing in assets. So buying property, and that's become my um, my long-term strategy, really, buying property. And I do buy, refurb, refinance more than anything else. But so you buy property, do it up and rent it out or sell it on? I decide um, later on, basically, if I can get a good mortgage, I know I'm going to get a good tenant and I hold it. If not, I flip it, and the minimum I like to make is about fifty to one hundred thousand pounds every time I flip. Yeah, otherwise you might as well keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. So, um, so do you still have those rent to rents as well, or have you moved on from that? Yeah, I um, I've still got one rent to rent, um, but I sold um, the other the business. So I actually sold it on to another property investor for thirty eight thousand wow. pounds as a settled business, and then that got me my first deposit to go buy another cottage there. For me, in my head. That is like our job still. So when I was looking at property as an option, um, it was great actually because I thought serviced accommodation, that's what we called it, um, sounded brilliant. And then I was fortunate enough to go and speak to two guys who were doing that at the time. And after I'd spoken to them, I was like, okay, I know I don't want to do that because I was already running a recruitment business, which was the same skill set, the same things. And I was like, I don't want to go from a job a you job. have to work really hard to another job and i know you can systemize it and there's things that you can do but ultimately it's it, it's it you've got uh, someone's got to manage it haven't they yeah. someone's ultimately got to people are idiots yeah. and they'll always miss every every instruction you give them and go i can't find the i key. am that idiot I, can't <laughs> <do> that. <laughs> I am that idiot because uh, oh, i'm not going to get into this because i bet you when i go to dubai like it in like i'm going in the next like week or so i'll be there and we d we land at like I think it's like one in the morning, half one in the morning, and you're supposed to be able to get in yourself with a key box. But I know I'll be standing there with two kids like, oh, what to do? What do I do? So hopefully someone will be able to help me. But yeah, because we, we actually have a one-to-one -one client of ours and uh, he does service accommodation. Um, he has, he's doing really well, actually, and I was just moving into mentoring. Really well. that. Um, and yeah, you know, he's Mr. Systems and processes and he's done everything he can, but then we'll catch up with him and then something random's happened. And we're like, you just, you just can't legislate for idiots, can you? It's, 
no matter how many systems and processes you put in place. But it is a great way of getting into property and a great way of getting started and actually cash flowing rather than you hear people don't you with the ideas that they're going to take over the world and they're going to buy these big block of apartments things and, and these deals they are out there but and you're not going to get any money for a good few years until you've, you've got that you've changed it to whatever you need to change it into so at least with rent to rent um you can just basically get it and, and get cash flowing pretty much straight away but i suppose do you think it scared you and you didn't think it was so true because you were working for bt no offense bt listeners out there but it's very 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 corporate isn't it so knowing that you and every month getting paid on the same day the same amount and having to work hard and getting promotions and things i guess it was like almost maybe felt a little bit too easy for you yeah you hadn't a little bit deserved like it. yeah and it's like you're stuck in the system aren't you so my um yeah. my ex-husband now but he was very much in we don't take risk we pay the mortgage off we go to work, pay into our pension, yeah. pay the mortgage off, and then you can, you know, do, you know, when we're 65, we're going to do all this fun stuff. Have some free time when you're 65 and then do what you want, but then one of you dies. <laughs> <laughs> but you can, you get swept up in that because that's not yeah. just your ex-husband. That's what most, that's society. That's what most, yeah. how we're brought up and how we all live. So you can get swept along thinking that's life, isn't it? It is. And when you've had it for 30 years in your head, you know, it, it was quite yeah. scary to break out that. And like you were saying, having the, you know, the money coming in. But I knew that I didn't want my life to be like that. I want to wake up every day and do what, you know, what I want to do. Live while I'm young. Be with my children. Something needed to change. And a lot of me with my property investing was mindset. Because once I'd got my mindset right, I was off. Because it is yeah. straightforward. You follow the, the rules. You follow what you're taught. And it does work. When we help people with the social media, a lot of it's mindset. And we, did, we didn't even think that. When we started working together, we were like, oh, we, we were just going to create one online course because we saw other people doing it not very well. And we were like, oh, we could just put this thing together. It'll be easy enough, just one program. And we did it in six weeks. And then we realized, oh, my God, these people can't cope with this much information and this change. In but we were weeks. just, because we we're quite practical, we are like, well, you do ABC. Yeah. But you're right. You can't do ABC until you've got your head in the right yeah. space. And even then, it's a continual process. Mm. So although the, the things to do aren't that hard, the having the confidence and like the, the ability to get out there and do them is the challenge, isn't it? Yeah. That some people never get past. You're so right about the property world because when you go to like different property things and you meet with different people, when you first go, you think, oh, everybody's got all this property and they're flying. And then after a while, you meet the same people and then you, you know them after six months, a year. And they're like, oh, where are you now? And they've still not got that first step on the ladder because for the fear the fear element they're bought into it they believe in it they think they know it works they've seen other people come in and, and start and get going but they themselves have just held back and held back um you know worrying whether it's going to work or but it not is work. a big risk isn't it i mean i guess even that first rent to rent you didn't buy a property but you you know signed up to pay that rent for a, a period of time didn't you so if you'd have not rented it out at all that's still a significant outlay you could have lost but, you know, no yeah. risk, no reward, I guess. That's it. And, um, yeah, and I think if you get your due diligence right, you, you, you will win with rent to rent It's all about the due diligence. You find somewhere where it's at like a low rent and you can get high nightly rate. This, for me, was rented, I think the rent was around 600 My nightly rate was 250 So I only needed a few oh, nights. Wow. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So that's what put it off. But the biggest challenge I had was my mum. Like, oh my god you're gonna go bankrupt and you know all these people saying things <laughs> and it makes a difference to you doesn't it it doesn't it, it does hinder you 
yeah exactly because you know she's just got your best interests at heart as well she's not trying to knock you down she's just genuinely going oh should you do that yeah so i basically had a choice and those people that say oh if it was that easy everyone would be doing it people say that as well and then they don't realize actually people aren't doing it because they're not getting educated because they're just stuck over here in the system they've always always ever been in they don't look up they don't notice things that are going on around them or or have a go at doing something else because you can't fail if you don't have a go can you so you just stay in your comfort zone and stay stay where you are i had the option loads of my friends are on antidepressants and stuff so i thought i've got the option here i either go and do what my heart says and what i'm meant to do in life and get the freedom that i need and i need the money to do that so i need to take a risk or i stay and i'm on depressants and i'm like you know a lot of my other people that i knew at the time just yeah just going through the daily grind and this is like corporate wheel even what does that say to you about like the people that you were kn- knowing at the time as well like the circles that you were moving in and and things and i bet now with the the people that you're hanging around with it's so different in terms of their energy and what they're after and what they're doing it's it makes a massive difference getting around the right people doesn't it oh 100 and they just push you and challenge you and make you go bigger inspire yeah. you so what what are your what are your weeks what are your days like now they're like all over the place but i love that so i don't really have a routine yeah. I own my own um, like estate agency in Doncaster too. So that's my cash flowing business. So I spend some time there. I train for Touchstone when I want to train and speak to people. And I'm basically out on the road viewing. So I spend a lot of time in Windermere and in the peaks. So I'm constantly trying oh. to bring on more um, stuff. We're sort of branching to go into sort of your um, buying, you know, your big Victorian B&Bs, changing them into full, wonderful essays. Where you can, oh, you know, the yeah. ones you can go where you've got hot tubs, you've got the snooker table, yeah. the games rooms. Yeah. So I'm really big into that. So do you have a team that come in and do that work or do you just have to go and find contractors each time? No, um, I've hired a project manager, I've got uh, trades and things, so I'll take my team with me to do it. So what I've had to get really good at is raising the funds and then being able to deploy them as the property investments fall. So really it's about being good at juggling and um, fitting everything in, isn't it? Being organised, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And I'm lucky because I did so well in property that I got enough cash flow that I'm able to hire incredible people. Like I've got a team of 18 who work in my state agency Mm -hmm. and work with me as I do my projects because I couldn't do it without them. But that was a big thing. Employing somebody else, I was like, my God, paying a salary. I'm thinking, how am I going to afford this? Oh, it's fine. It's coming. And the control as well, letting somebody else run something for you that you're so used to running is a bit scary yeah (laughs) it was a scary thing to do and i learned a long time ago i mean paul and annika are great inspirationals because uh, paul's off on his private jet they're about to move to monaco and you know so being around people like that has really pushed me and i know if i'm gonna go far and i'm gonna go quick i need to bring in people i cannot do it on my own yeah you're right absolutely right yeah and you've got to do overcome whatever obstacles are there to stop that stop you doing that yeah. You can't do it all yourself, can you? No, and I'm not the best person. I'm rubbish at interior design. So I'm buying a huge oh, big... God, I am. Yeah, I'm buying an eight-bed um, big uh, XB&B, which is stunning. We're gonna, And it's grade two listed, so we're going to turn it back into a full home. But no way am I picking wallpaper, carpets, or whatever. So I need the team there. No, no, I, don't trust my, I don't trust myself. I know when something looks good, but I don't know how it got, yeah, how it got to, to be looking good. good. Like, I couldn't tell you, like, oh, that works because of this, this, and this. I just like, oh, that looks yeah, good. Yeah, that's me. And yeah, that I know good. when I like stuff, but I couldn't <laughs> yeah. put it together. No, yeah. that takes yeah. effort. And I, I, I couldn't be bothered either. You know, picking out all the individual things and going, oh, just, yeah, that's yeah, me. You yeah. just want to walk in and it'd be done. Even like, you know, like the, how they say, like, oh, you know, I've 
create a mood board if you're like don't bother just <laughs> do what you think is gonna work <laughs> no point bringing me a mood board i don't i don't know um so yeah there's a woman that i stalk on her linkedin actually i think she must think i'm something wrong with it because every post she puts like i always go oh that's amazing what she does is she's a property stager so you know yeah. when you when you're trying to sell your house yeah. people don't get this but if you're trying to sell your house and you just shove it on right move as it is it's not going to sell as well as if this lady comes and stages your property. So, and, and and even though, yeah, people say, yeah, but the property the market's fast and it will sell. Yes, it will. But if she comes and stages it, it's going to look even better and you're going to get even more money for it. And it just every time she shares them, before and afters, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. This is great. She must think and she's in Leicester as well. So she probably... I bump into her, she'll be like, is that weird? <laughs> but I just think it's great how, how she manages to sort of pull it all together, really. Um, so I'll, I'll hire her at some point, <laughs> stalk it, or I will get her to come and do something so she doesn't just think I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great, that's great. Everybody says, oh, I want to get into property. What would your, like, top tips be if people are saying that right now? What would you advise them to sort of start out by doing? Just to get educated on it. Uh, there's YouTube, there's loads of property books. And my top advice would start getting some information, start following some property investors so you can see what they're doing. People think property investing is easy and they're going to be overnight millionaires. And, it, and it's not. You do need the education. And I tell people I feel like I've had a property degree with Paul Nanako and mm. Touchstone over the last three, four years. I've done like an advanced degree, really, so I can do so many different things because of my knowledge. And my, my key thing was to get educated and then go and have some fun with it. Go and do something like... There should be a degree in property. That would be more useful than, you know, me. You can get, like, high-end degrees in, like, construction and st yeah. or, or, or around that side of it, but not actually... Like do you know why? Because they don't actually want people to know this stuff, really, because that wouldn't be useful. Mm. No one who's going to go and do the work if it, there's people that know how to do this. So, yeah, overall, they try the system tries not to get you to be in that position where you can make your, your own money and then not have to work again. What is your favourite property uh, course that they do at Touchstone, like, out of them all? Like, what's oh, your favourite Obviously, one? it would be one of mine that I've recorded and done, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I do um, Property Investing Fundamentals. That's a really good one. It's raising finance, buying property, doing it up, and then holding it for long term. And then the other best one, mm. and Paul's been a bestseller with this for years, is the service accommodation. And it's because yeah. I love pretty properties. I don't get excited about, you know, your, your average property down the road. I like gorgeous yeah. houses with beautiful views, you know, the features and grade two listed. And you get to have some real fun with service accommodation doing these types of properties. What's your goal? Where are you going with this? You've been doing this four years and you've come this far. That's incredible. Yeah. So I've got giant goals and people always look at me and like I've got stuff growing out of my head. Uh, but I, no, I, I want it. to be a billionaire. That's where I would like to go. And I would like to take my property portfolio into the billions and do some really, really big wow. stuff. Um, but I don't want to do new builds. I don't want to um, do commercial conversions because I want to buy so much of the old property that's around. Because I think in years to come, when we're saturated with all the smaller new builds and the tiny little gardens, these big properties that you can get hold of now, I think they're going to be what's what's going to be huge the premium yeah so i'd like yeah. to buy a lot of those which is why i'm buying in the lake district peak district and um, sort of ways we're going to scotland and doing a little bit yeah. there so if you want any room around your house you have to go for an old property now because yeah. you can be detached but you'll be like millimeters from your neighbor yeah. with a little boxy garden with another four houses overlooking it that's not how people with money want to live really is it 
No, and I think there's going to be a cap on what they're going to be worth. All house prices are going to rise and they will continue to rise, no doubt. But I think the older, you know, big Victorian houses, that's, you know, that's where the sweet spot's going to be and where people are going to want to travel to and holiday in as well for the weekend. That's my plan. And then I'd um, I'd like to, once my kids come out of school, I'd like to um, give up everything completely. So have my business that's running that I only need to check in once a week have all my properties and then go and do some really fun stuff like have a gym bar somewhere or you know do other business things that that, oh yeah Yeah. i don't need to make money because my property portfolio makes money but i get to have fun with it and like a vanity project yeah it's a great plan and i love that it's bold and ambitious and you go i'll make no apology for this this is where i'm going yeah, people think I've been told to get my feet back on the ground. Get back to BT. Yeah, get back to your job. <laughs> we, we say to people, where do you want to be in 12 months time? And they're like, oh, I haven't really thought. I've got an amount of money I'd like to make. And, and you just think, oh, no. It's so much easier when they say, actually, in 12 months, I want it to look like this. In five years, I want it to look like this. We're like, okay. I think it's a lack of confidence thinking they can get there in even saying it out loud Mm. so someone that's like here's where I want to be here's what my plan is here's what I want to do I think it's an inspiration for everyone yeah I mean I might not get get there there. well I might not you might meet me in 10 years but what if you get 50% of the way there that's still better than anything anyone else at BT is doing right now isn't it yeah so that's where I want to be (laughs) and then on the other side of that I want to help as many people as possible because I feel like there's still people today that were like me you go into the doctor they're just wanting to ram antidepressants down your throat and they haven't figured out how how to do this and how to get the freedom and stuff back in their lives so I'd like to do some more stuff so I'm writing another book this year and I'd like to do more around that type of thing and single yeah. mom can you imagine if like the doctor says well I could give you these antidepressants but have you considered reading this property book <laughs> can you yeah. imagine people I mean it would actually help them more than yeah. just but most people can't be asked to read the book though can they that's the problem isn't it people don't think there's answers in books anymore or whatnot and then they'll just switch the tv on and just watch something else and then yeah. life just continues over and over and that that is a that is a big shame that people don't realize what you could unlock just by just opening your eyes and going along to different things and seeing what what your thing is obviously we help people attract clients using social media what what social media platforms are are you on what do you use regularly so i use facebook instagram linkedin and youtube i've not got down with twitter snapchat or any of the other stuff yet so i'm just trying to master these (laughs) yeah twitter's a bit gossipy uh, Twitter's just a bit gossipy so you're not really missing much and Snapchat's for the kids so yeah it's not yeah you're on the right ones <laughs> which one's your favorite um probably Facebook because it's my era and I know it well I'm not quite got to grips with Instagram yet and everyone keeps telling me I'm doing it wrong though I did download your guide which was <laughs> epic oh yeah and I love oh, that cool. and it, you know it tells you what to do on each platform brilliant so I put a post on Facebook the other day I'm like right what's it telling me which one's Facebook <laughs> <laughs> I was actually speaking about it this earlier today so we need to revamp that you know because when you create things a while back and you think oh we need to go and have a look and see it would still be relevant now and you could still plug this, the, the, the oh, things yeah. in but you know you just want to double check and just make yeah. sure but yeah that's our kind of one that we lead with 37 social media hacks because it's, it's where do you start you know and to be fair I myself, if I think, oh, what, what can I talk about on social media? I go to that. I'll do one of them as my um, post. <laughs> talk about that particular hack. So I, it's my go-to sort of place as well. It's good to have the, those things, isn't it? To, to help people for free, uh, to get going and sort of get get to know. Yeah. What do your kids think about? It? How old are they? Uh, so Ellie's six and Thomas is nine. Oh, okay. Are they interested in what you do yet? Or? Yeah. So. I made a decision a long time ago that I was going to start teaching them property and wealth and, you know, 
uh, all the stuff that goes with that. And I was going to start. So Ellie at six, we started with a doll's house and we showed her how to get rent from her doll's house, basically. So you're going to let your dolls. And we then we did a HMO with her dolls. And we had oh, dolls. cool. But she didn't want to collect the rent. So we couldn't, we sort of binned that. Oh. And then with my nine-year-old, uh, Paul's son, who's 13, Jude, he's bought his own house because you can legally in a company. So we're just okay. prepping. Yeah, we're prepping my nine-year-old. He's been looking. He's going to buy his own house probably in two years' time uh, that he's going to put a tenant in. Um, so we're just we're trying to just train them on passive income and stuff like that, really. I give them pocket money, but they have to earn it. And then we talk to them about saving. They've got a little bit in crypto, but the six-year-old doesn't really know what that is. But my nine-year-old does. So, yeah, just bringing them yeah. with us. Yeah, that's my next plan to kind of learn a bit more about that. Yeah. yeah. Like we actually, um, like the YouTube strategy doesn't quite come to fruition yet. It was a bit of a mess up at um, Touchstone, actually, and they, they were supposed to be posting me out a book, and then, then they didn't. And um, so I was like, oh, it was over like Christmas anyway. I think they got mixed up. And so then accidentally, they ended up sending me like um, three of the same one, and then like a bundle of like pauses. I've got one, a copy to give you, actually, Anita. I've given three of the books to my daughter who's 15 and she's got to read I pay her for to read that book so she's re, she's reading Paul Smith's books now actually she's read one of them and she's got two more to read for that but that kind of mindset of like they need to buy houses as soon as possible but I didn't realize that they could do that if it was in yeah I didn't know that no that I didn't either um, until Paul rocked up one day and honestly I thought he'd lost it he's like yeah Jude's gonna buy a house <laughs> I was like what she was like 12 at the time. Like, what do you mean he's buying a house? <laughs> that dude, or is there another one we don't know yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to get my children started because when they turn 16, I want them to have the choice and I, I don't want them to be stuck into the system. I want them to go to uni yeah. if they want. I want them to, to enjoy their life, but I want them not to have the restraints of no money holding them back because I feel like you can yeah. enjoy your life so much more if you have, you know, that resource that money there so that's my plan for them whether it whether it turns out well or I end up spoiling them it's going to be a different story yeah it's a, it's a fine line isn't it if you you know I, you, you sometimes see it with generations where like if they've had everything because the generation before has worked really hard and then passed it down and that that generation they've just been given everything so they don't bother trying and then it gets to the next generation don't have anything because that one was a lazy ass <laughs> Then it, the cycle like kind kind of continues, doesn't it? And it's to get that balance right of making sure that they they don't just get whatever they want, and they understand how it's come about, and then they can use that knowledge to to move forward, but with a helping hand as well, not have to start from minus or whatever, and then having to to to, to work through it. So yeah, the, the older I get, then and also homeschooling convinced me that education isn't what's important to be successful in life. It's about confidence, mindset, going for it, and actually having a vision that you can do that. I'm just an ordinary person, but I can get to that place. And that'll get you where you want to be in life more than just like being a number in the classroom and not rocking the boat and doing what the yeah. teacher tells you all the time. Yeah. So I'm so disillusioned with education. Yeah. See, my daughter, she's not like she's her own person. And because she's had a head filled with all the stuff that I've said, it's, it's a challenge for her to go to school because obviously if the teachers say things, she's thinking, well, that's nonsense. You don't need to have that thing to do that. There's other ways of doing things. You don't necessarily need to have a degree. You don't need to she comes up with issues at times because of that but i have to just say to her look there's no point trying to convince certain people in society because you they don't they're not open to it they're not open to it you just know what you know and then you you know because they actually told her that she lacked ambition because she wanted to work on a cruise ship and have property and i'm like well actually building a portfolio at the same time as working on a cruise ship doing something you love that sounds pretty good and they were like oh you need a plan b to her she's like 
there's two plans in that like in itself like but um but yeah because it didn't fit into their model of an easy route that they think that she could take like you know go do your GCSEs, do your a levels get that degree get that particular job it didn't fall into something that they understood so they kind of poo-pooed it but but, but it's like we were saying right at the beginning that's society isn't it just channel you into that almost like a cattle you do do well at school get a job keep your head down do that job you know there's no job for life anymore but do the job for as long as you can and then do another job and don't rock the boat have some kids retire die yeah. <laughs> that's it you know I looked into, <laughs> it's not for me anymore i looked into this from my training so i was like where has the school system come from and how have we ended up like this so basically, back in the day, the school system was created to create good workers. That's what they're there yeah. to do. Workers, yeah. yeah. All these good workers, and then because we need them. Yes, and then I looked at the wealthy. So you know these um these old age Victorian Edwardian families that pass wealth down. Their children didn't go to school. Their children were schooled at home until like twelve, thirteen, and then they were taken. If it was a boy, you were taken with you know your dad and he would show you the family business so they actually yeah. learn and i think that's the biggest difference and that's the yeah. problem with our school system it's people training our children that they're workers themselves so they can only train our children yeah. to be workers or if we want them to be something different that's where we have to step in and do the other stuff for them but yeah i can see that will be my daughter yeah. having the issue with because like i did a discussion with my daughter she's 15 and she does business studies and she was talking to me about something to do with business i can't remember what it was and she said the teacher says like this and i said it's not in reality it's like that she went well that's not what the teacher said but but your <laughs> teachers probably never worked in a business let alone owned one they're just telling you what's in a textbook and i'm telling you from real life that, but she won't have it because i know they still teach them like old school like how you'd invoice someone like purchase an invoice yeah. like you do your work and then you send them an invoice and then they chase the invoice and they pay and it <laughs> no, no get the money because first. they haven't updated the but, textbooks yet and yeah the, well, well we went yeah. to see um you know uh, professor brian cox um the guy that does all the space and all that yeah. we went to see him live um in leicester like the other week i think they were the only kids there and i was thinking it's going to go over my head never mind theirs but we were just like last minute saw that it was on managed to get tickets and went and um they loved it and uh, and um so was like oh yeah yeah if this science was like this I would, and i said science will never be like this because he's talking about what's happening now real time by the time it gets in your science textbook it's old you know because it's never it can't keep up to date can it with the curriculum and things that's why you're getting taught things that are you know either not going to change really or old stuff so yeah it's um it's it's that it's good for primary school it's good to get to know your, your basics yeah. read write interact but once it's a certain level then you know we're the get savvy club so what makes you savvy you can answer that any way you want oh, i would say because i'm very aware of what i don't know I'm always out there to get the knowledge to help me to understand what probably makes me savvy. Yeah, great. And getting other people to do the work as well. Yeah. <laughs> Once you know what it is you've got to do, yeah. <laughs> get that project manager on it. Yeah. Sort it out for you. <laughs> the other question that we always ask is uh, for a book recommendation. So if there's a book that's helped you along the way. Oh, so the biggest and so my favourite book um, this year has got to be Oversubscribed. I think it's by Daniel Priestley. I might have copied Daniel Priestley, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's Daniel Priestley, that one, yeah. Yes, uh, so that, that's an amazing book and it helps you turn marketing upside down on its head and it's really helped me apply that method to 
raising finance and to get in really good off-market investment deals. Do you just think it's because you're getting more and more known that people will come to you with their money to say invest that for me or is it is it a mix do you think? What? I don't accept any um, money from any touchstone students or delegates. I think it's a huge conflict so I've had to work really hard at getting money oh, from okay. people that don't know me which is where the social media... You know what? Goes. That's really refreshing to hear because you'd think that a lot of people would do the job that you do at Touchstone one of the perks for it would be, oh, she's the lady talking on the stage. She's the, the face of it. Oh, let's just give her money to her. I just felt when we were doing that and with Annika and Paul, we just felt it wasn't right because I would make different decisions and advise them differently if I know yeah. they're about to give me money or we're doing it together. So to be completely impartial for their success, I've got, I've got to yeah. get really good at raising money without it. So I do use Facebook and Instagram to attract people that are non, you know, don't know me through Touchstone and things to raise finance. And using the oversubscribed um, method in the Siglinins really, really worked for me. So the listeners, if they haven't read oversubscribed, what's that sort of tip that you would give there then? Um, so the biggest tip that I got from it is like every other business got yells and goes, hey, you know, come pay me some money, buy me, buy me, buy me. Buy me. And oversubscribed <laughs> is, is different. It's basically making sure you give the best quality service you can. And because of that, you can't take so many clients on. And you, you, you yeah. basically have a waiting list of clients. So at the minute, I've done very well with the marketing. So I've got a waiting list of people wanting me to take their money and work with me as investors. And that's such a strong yeah. position to be in than me going, ah, give me yeah. some money, somebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that gives you a demeanor that makes people want to invest with you because you're calm, you're not desperate, you're not grabbing at the money. You're going, well, yeah, you can work with me, but it'll take you a little while to work your way up the waiting list and like makes you yeah. even more, you know. Yeah, it's like Anita and I, we only have a certain number of one-to-one clients because you just can't because you've, your time is limited. Because we're, yeah, because we're right in their business and they can message us at any time, you know, like, so it's just like, you know, you don't want that. And that, that does this, the same thing as well, really, because you have to just wait. <laughs> so, but it's... I can see how people struggle to get there, but so many people, yeah, that's why we're all about attraction marketing through social media, not about just putting posts out going about your industry, boring people on your industry, and also telling people to just buy your stuff doesn't work. Plus, it's boring um, to you to just write that all yeah. the time. Yeah, you know, would you yeah. want to read your own social media? If the answer's yeah. no, then it's time to change it up. <laughs> yeah, buy my stuff. Why aren't you buying my stuff? Uh, so how can people find out more about you then, Abby? Uh, they can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. Fabulous. Another interesting guest and truly inspirational. And do you know what? You just get the impression with her, don't you? Probably why she's so successful in training people is you just think she can do it. I think I might be able to do it. Just such a common story that people are doing well in their career. They're in the rat race, but they're doing like a nine to five, which is always more like a seven till seven, isn't it? And living for the weekend and then that goes really quick and they're just constantly a bit knackered and a bit unhappy and they just don't know what to do about it and then you know the doctor puts some antidepressants so they get through another few years and actually you know great she's gone no actually this isn't what I want and it's not that I'm depressed I'm just not living life the way I want to so um, I've gone out and made it happen I think that's the problem isn't it people are comfortable they get comfortable being comfortable but it's not actually comfortable if that makes sense so she had a good life good money outside looking in what you're complaining about but actually something nagging or something missing a little bit um and she actioned it instead of just letting it 
Well, I did it for years. I had a part-time job, which I didn't really enjoy. And my husband said, oh, you're always whinging about it. He said, you have more free time than anyone I know. Start another business. I thought, yeah, I'll do that. But then by the time I worked, my three days a week, and then I did the school run on the other days and the shopping and clean the house, and then the weekend had come again, and I never got around to doing it. And so it's actually quite hard to just do. So for me, personally, I had to just um, give up that job and have nothing mm-hmm. and then have sleepless nights going, Jesus, how are we going to leave the mortgage? Yeah, and actually, yeah, necessity is the mother of all invention, isn't it? And if you've got to do it, because that's when I thought, right, I've got to get out networking. What do I do about networking? Well, I'll contact Anna. She's always on Facebook talking about networking. You know, contacted you, and then the rest is history. And none of that would have happened if I hadn't just gone right. And sometimes it's almost like not that you're choosing to do it, but you can't stay as you are anymore. People must have thought Abby was mad actually, because well, she she said they did, didn't she? 400 members of staff that she that she managed and the other great money to go and manage an estate agent just went for it and she would have been on less far less money she wasn't proven you know she hadn't proved herself in that industry at all so obviously she would have had to take a massive drop in pay um and it still would have been work still would have been work it's not like she would have just like sat back and only worked two hours you know two days a week or whatever she would have still had to work to start to then rebuild in that other, other way but now she's got the plans obviously to build the empire and um and live off the fruits of that. But I think it's about, um, like, we are talking the other day when I, when I um, hurt my head. Mark said, oh, I better just uh, come and sit next to you while you have a shower, um, just in case, you know, you pass out or whatever. And then he's going, oh, why are you using all that shampoo? That's far too much. Oh, you're using waste. No wonder we go through it. It's a ridiculous amount of money we must be wasting. And I went, don't save money, earn more money. Not that being wasteful. Don't, don't no, go over the top. No, 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 too no, far. There's no, a line. No. But it's about not going, oh, do you know what? I can't afford to use, I've got to, you know, squeeze every bit you can out of everything, although I can't do that anyway. But yeah, um, she's an inspiration to say you can go and earn as much money as you want to. It's out there. Um, There's opportunities to learn and to do stuff really quickly. And you don't need, when she started on Rent to Rent, um, you know, if people don't know what that is, it's basically you go and um, agree to cover the rent with a property and then you kind of add a bit on top and rent it for more so you don't buy any houses there's no money down it's mm. a really easy way to get into property but it just takes balls you need to learn like she said you need to get educated yeah. so you do it right because it's not as, it's not as simple it's simple but not as simple as that so you need to understand what you're doing with like booking.com airbnb yeah. and all, all of that so you know get get a decent coach or mentor or some education around it don't just think you can just because yeah there's laws in there as well yeah, like, yeah, I mean, you might get it right and make a fortune, yeah. but you might get yeah. it wrong. Yeah. Well, the legal- legalities it? of it, you know, you've got to make sure, because if a certain mortgage is not right, then you can't do it. and what, So, yeah, you've got to make sure you're doing it right, otherwise it could cost mm. you more in the long mm. run. Anyway, we've got so, a question. Yeah. I have got a question. Um, so we get asked this a lot. Uh, so we work with coaches and therapists, and they're earning decent money, um, you know, maybe earning, taking two, three, maybe 4,000 a month regularly, doing really well but they want to get to the next level and getting to the next level means standing out and getting seen and being that go-to person. So how do they do that? They need to step into their own power. That's <laughs> really nice, it? Um, they need to become a leader. <laughs> they need to become a leader. They need to stop just sitting there in a row. It's like the yellow pages, you know, years ago, if we wanted to find ourselves, 
somebody to help us do something we'd go to the yellow pages and there'd be a whole list of them and which one would you you probably notice the ones that paid for an advert and it's jumping out at you more than the oh, ones like the that, ones they would the taxi drivers do it don't they and double glazing where they're yeah. a a double glazing and then they're a a a double glazing. <laughs> so they'll be at the top because you just pick the first one yeah so yeah exactly so but so you need to stand out and you, you stand out by standing for something and against something and becoming a leader in your field you won't stand out if you're just copying the next person so if you think oh social media what is, what's that other personal trainer doing or what's that other plumber doing um and copying them then that's just not going to work for you yeah so it's about think about the language you use and don't try and please all of the people because then you become bland and vanilla. So just think about what you actually do believe for your industry. We do an exercise with our clients where we say, think about, um, you know, the things that you really hate about your industry versus the things you love about your industry and just go out with it um, and be controversial because just because you hate a certain thing about your industry uh, doesn't mean that that's a fact. Other people might love that, um, yeah. but it just gives you a personality and something people can remember you by so think about on um i know he's not on breakfast tv anymore but pierce morgan and uh, you know he's the one that got paid the most money because he's controversial and he's gobby and he's opinionated and he you love him or you hate him but you tune in to do that thing whereas all the others around him probably paid a lot less money because they're bland and they're nice and they just you know agree with everyone and they you know, never challenge anyone yeah and they're never going to go and have their own show and, and earn all the big bucks because they're not opinionated i think in the cancel culture people are more more scared of having an opinion but it's it about your industry yeah. and you keep it about your industry so it's not it's not about anybody in particular or any group of people it's not political um you know it's not about religion or anything like that keep it about your industry then you're perfectly entitled to have an opinion and you need you need to have one to stand out cool. so do it do it, do it. Do it. And if you want to win a copy of the book, oversubscribe by Daniel Priestley, all you need to do is screenshot this episode, um, share it on one of the um, social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn, tag us in it, either social, either get Savage Club or Anita or I, um, and then you can be in with a shot of winning oversubscribe by Daniel Priestley, which I'm going to revisit again because oh, I've, I've, lost I've, listened, I've listened to that before, but it was ages ago now, so I feel like I need to re-listen to that one again and so we will see you or we won't see you you'll hear us for another quickie see you watch time for the quickie bye bye that was marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club if you enjoyed it connect with us on social media just search get savvy club